The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Offer no resistance to the one who is evil. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes the sun rise on the bad and the good. And causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Be perfect. Be perfect. I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect yet. Okay. I think perfection is, is difficult for us to think about because it's not, it's not very human. It's very fake in a lot of ways. And we have a lot of supposed perfection in the modern day, especially with social media and so many other things where they show this type of single focus kind of aspect of perfection, I think we have a a large difficulty with that as human beings because we kind of try to be perfect according to the ways of the world. And so we seek this perfection, whether it's a physical perfection or maybe it's an intellectual perfection or maybe it's a, a perfection in our job or a perfection in our family or perfection of the way that we should act, or perfection in these other things, and we're critical of ourselves when we fail. And we compare ourselves to others all the time. And we often run into a lot of difficulties. So there's two ways that we can kind of respond to that. Either is we say we give up and just kind of say we fail and, and live with ourselves and, and our brokenness, or we keep on trying. What I'd like to present us today is to try in the right way. Okay? When Jesus says be perfect, he doesn't mean that in a worldly way. He says be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. Now, our heavenly Father, God, is perfect in every single way possible. Okay? But we aren't God. We know that we can't be God. We know that we're not going to be as smart as him, as powerful, because we're not God. So it would be silly for us to try to be perfect as God in those ways. So what ways can we be perfect? Well, the ways in which God has made us. Okay, I'd give you the example of a fish and a bird. 
if a bird flies, it does what it's supposed to do. If it doesn't fly, birds that are supposed to fly, right? There are some birds that aren't, don't fly. Okay, yes, there's that exception. But the way that they're made, they're, they're made in, in a, they, when they do what they're supposed to do, that is their perfection. When an eagle soars in the sky, that is its perfection. A fish doesn't compare itself to the eagle and say, I'm not flying, I must not be very good. No, because a fish has something else. A fish is able to swim in the water and breathe in the water and survive. And that's where a fish is being perfect, where it's living in its being in the water. And an eagle can't do that. And so each one of us are different in the way that God has made us, and we're to seek that type of perfection. Now the question is, is what, uh, is what kind of perfection is, are humans made for? What kind of perfection are humans made for? Are they made to run and be intelligent, to do these so many worldly things, to be really efficient, to be effective, to be successful? What is a human being made for? What has God made us for? He's made us for love. What sets us apart from everything else that God has created, what sets us apart in our ability as human beings and where we either succeed or fail in perfection is love. Love, in the definition, is to will the good of the other for the other's sake, okay? This isn't uh, infatuation. This isn't um, lust. This isn't a type of response of being nice or even kind or even respectful. Love goes beyond all of those things. And wills the good of the other for the other's sake. With with no connection or look of return. Now, sometimes there is return, okay, which is good. But that's love doesn't set conditions, okay? And that's what we're made for. Because that's the way that we see God actually perfectly live. I love this line. Be, be, uh, be like your heavenly father. He makes the sun rise on the bad and the good. He causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He bestows good things because he loves us. I always find it amazing uh, that good things happen to all people. That's the love of the father who loves us, who wills our good. Now, there are certain times when we're not able to receive his love and his good things because we come with closed fists or we run away or we, we don't accept the gifts that he tries to give us. So it's not as though we always receive good things from the Father. And it's not because the Father doesn't want to give it to us or doesn't want to love us. It's because we run away from his love. It's because we don't receive it. And so how do we know what love is? Well, first we need to receive it from God and then we hand it on to other people. And that's the way that we are able to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is to learn from our Heavenly Father and then to live that out in our life. Now, my question is, as I question myself, is what are the things that are keeping me from love? 
What are keeping me from the radical way of love that God calls us to? Now, in the second reading, we hear a little bit. St. Paul challenges us that one of the things that keeps us from the way of what we're supposed to be is actually being wise of the world. I see that for myself sometimes. I've got to read the news. I've got to know, you know, what's kind of going on in the world and I'll be wise and I'll be able to, but I don't love in the way that I should. So ultimately, I might be able to know everything. I might be able to know all science and biology and everything else, but if I have not love, I have nothing. If I give away all my goods, but I have not love, I'm a clinging symbol. So, how does St. Paul tell us to live? Become fools. Become fools of the world. Because isn't that true? True Christianity is foolishness in the world. Because the world says, get your right. You know? If somebody hurts you, you hurt them. No. We're called to love. We're called to will the good of the other for the other's sake in every single situation. We're called to pray for those who persecute us. We're not to just love those who love us in return, but to love radically and to lay our life down for the other. And that's the only way that we can truly live. And so I encourage us, when we think about this Lent, which is coming up, which is coming up on Wednesday, start of Ash Wednesday, or this Wednesday for Ash Wednesday, I encourage us to think about what are those things that are keeping us from love? One of the things that I know keeps me from love is sometimes uh, social media and news and entertainment and those other things because it keeps me distracted. And so for this Lent, I'm going to be giving those things up. I encourage you to think about that as well. What kind of things are keeping you from doing what you to love, to, to give of yourself in a greater way? What are those type of things that you do because maybe the world attracts us, but yet we know aren't good for ourselves? Ultimately, Lent isn't a time just to make a sacrifice to say uh, to a New Year's resolution or to try harder. Lent is an opportunity for us to give prayer, fasting, and almsgiving and grow in being perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. Not to eat less or to fast so that we can eat less and lose weight. It's not so that we can give up something so that we can sound uber Catholic or or do something that we've wanted to do. It's to be fools according to the world and to grow in love. One of the greatest ways is almsgiving. One of the greatest ways that helps us to grow in love as well. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Almsgiving is always spoken about in a great way of love because it is this love, this charity, which is willing the good of the other for the other's sake and we lose something. Fasting. To maybe pray for somebody when you fast from something to do something else good, to pray more. Maybe it's to pray for those who you don't get along with. Maybe it's to pray for your boss who you really dislike or your coworker, and to actually offer some fasting for them. These are the ways in which we grow in the perfection in the way that Jesus Christ is calling us to. Each one of us live in a different life, absolutely. 
But we're called not to just be like everybody else. If we don't stick out in this world, it's not uh, the world's problem. It's, it's our problem. We need to stick out in the world by being foolish in love. That's the only way that we're going to be able to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect because Jesus Christ, uh, we want to follow Jesus Christ in that way. Now, this Lent is, again, a time for that. And I encourage us, especially, we're going to have opportunities for us to prayer in prayer, fasting, and almsgiving to be able to dedicate ourselves more and especially to the Eucharist, which helps give us that extra grace and boost to help us to be in greater love. Again, receiving the love of God, receiving his gifts of grace and love to be able to go out and love. Jesus wants us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father. I encourage you not to be perfect according to the world or wise of the world, but to be fools according to the world. And be generous in love and perfection the way that the Father truly desires us to be. What kind of ways is God calling you to during this Lent? What kind of ways do you need to grow? Ultimately, all of us know that we're not quite there yet. What you put in is what you get out. Make this Lent something powerful. Help this Lent to be something which transforms your life and, uh, and makes you who God wants you to be.